electrifying. It's electrifying. I don't sing. You were supposed to say it's electrifying. You oh. better shape up, do, 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 because I need a man. No, I don't. Boom, boom. But when you pointed at me, I was like, I was going to go, you better shape up. <laughs> that would have been good, too. Just some monotone as shit. Yeah. I love that. In conclusion, this is C3. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Jordan. Grab a cocktail and have a seat while we talk about some crime and our crippling depression. What's giving you crippling depression today, Jordan? The amount of tiredness I have in my body, to be completely honest with you. Other than, like, regular life bullshit, just, like, I feel like I got hit by a bus and I still got to live life. But yesterday I had some delicious spicy Capri Sun wine. Muy bien. People are going to be Googling. Well, I mean, all one people that listens <laughs> religiously are going to Google spicy Capri, Capri Sun, Sun wine to try and it's buy plum it. Like, wine. how do I get this? Yeah, it's just plum wine. It's really fucking good, though. We went and got all-you-can-eat sushi yesterday. and I got not all-you-could-drink wine, but it's okay. <laughs> and I did not take two Benadryl last night, so that way I could sleep like a rock, because normally I wake up at, like, 5 a.m., 7 a.m. on my days off, and I slept until fucking 11 today. Not prepared. The Benadryl man did not visit you in your sleep. (laughs) Anyway, what's giving you depression? Tell me all about it. The door is open. Open door policy. Ah, Jesus Christ. I just just got attacked. Jordan Jordan dropping shit repeatedly. (laughs) All day Uh, today, dude. I threw my lunchbox at myself on accident at one point. I'm just recovering from another cold, so like... Here we are. That's what's giving me crippling depression today. It's not mental illness. It's actual illness. <laughs> maybe she's born with it. Or maybe, just maybe, it's mental illness, isn't it? But yeah, so I have a cold. Um, I don't have anything. We're not. I'm not drinking alcohol right now because for obvious reasons. And I'm just going to drink Crystal Light because, yeah. Because <laughs> we're skinny. <laughs> <laughs> but if it makes anybody feel better, I put... Some form of pumpkin alcohol in my coffee today, this morning, because I'm out of creamer. Is this a cry for help? No. I just couldn't have coffee and not have creamer in it, and that Mm. was Mm -hmm. a cream Mm. liqueur, so it went... Cream. mm, Two shots of vodka (laughs) into the coffee. I love it. Iconic. So Jordan picked today's topic, which... Clearly, we're going to be CEOs of never being organized, so I think... In the event we make it to episode 100, just even then, do not expect us to be organized and on schedule, anything that we're fucking doing, but she picked... We like, just show up every week, and that's what's important. I think you picked crazy survival stories. Yeah, like form. survival stories, like crazy shit. Yeah, and so she's going to take it away. Anyway, so I took one of my favorite I Survived episodes, and I'm going to be covering Mary Vincent because she's fucking awesome, like... Her survival story... Oh, that was my watch. I met all my goals. (laughs) Her survival story scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. And, like, it's just so badass. And, like, she is the shit, even though she has, like, a lot of life trauma now. And, like, obviously she survived. was on I Survived. But, like, she's had incidents where, like, she's broken bones, like, hurt herself, like, dislocated things because she has such bad nightmares and is trying to get away in her nightmares that she's actually hurting herself. Um, but she's now like an artist and, you know, she still speaks out about it and stuff. But, um, but her, what happened to her is fucking horrible. But just the way that she's like it, gone on with life and like, as you'll hear, like her becoming an artist is like a huge fucking thing too. You know, like she's just fucking awesome. Not that everybody 
isn't awesome that goes through something and does good, but like well, her yeah. story, just like the ending, the outcome that she has, I feel like is one of the best that she could have considering what happened to her. But I've never heard of her, so it's all gonna be new to me. I also so, haven't seen I Survived at all. So I Survived is like and not something you want to watch just casually because it does give you like hella anxiety about anything mm. that you do in your whole life. Okay, so obviously I'm going to be talking about Mary Vincent. Um, but at the time of the case, she was 15 years old and she was hitchhiking. She was trying to get to her grandfather's in California because she was running away from home. Like she was in the process of running away from home. She had already left, um, but she was living in a different part of California with her boyfriend um, where the two lived out of a car. However, he was arrested for sexually assaulting another teenage girl. So she was on her own again and was like, I'm going to go to my grandfather's. She was not going home, obviously. So um, on September 29th, 1978, she decided to do the hitchhike for nearly 400 miles to Corona, California. Um, when a 50-year-old Lauren Singleton pulled over and offered her a ride, um, and she accepted he seemed like a friendly older man, so she felt comfortable to get into the vehicle with him. And at this time, she was with two other people, and it had been a long, rainy day. I feel like even if I was born in the 60s or anything like that when hitchhiking was popular, you still could not give me money to hitchhike. But there was no stranger danger either, so, like, you have to take that part of your brain out. Like, you just trusted people different. I just I could never. I can't, yeah. I guess, because I wasn't born then, but I can't wrap my mind around just walking on the street and blankly trusting anybody that I see. But people did, and that's why it's such a big deal now, you know, because all this stuff happens. Like I said, it was a long, rainy day. They had been out there for fucking ever, and he said he only had room for one more person when he had a fucking huge van. It was like a work van, you know, like your typical kind of like child predator van that everyone jokes about. Yeah. And he was like, I only have room for one more, and they begged and pleaded with Mary to not go in and she did anyway because she was just tired yeah, what the f- and wanted Wait, so to fucking get there. so she was a there. group of friends? No, so okay. not a group of friends. She just ran into two other people and they just started going together. Oh, so, so they, they, they were all like, hitchhiking yeah, together. Basically like hitchhiking together because they were going in the same direction. So like they were standing, walking together, getting rides together. Like, so I wish she had company. It wasn't like her friends. It was yeah, just people that she had met. See, if, if they should have been like, no. Cause it's, it's, but they did tell her no and funny, she... But not funny, haha funny weird but no they they really tried to tell her no and she even says like i should have listened to them Mm. but she was so like fucking exhausted and just Mm -hmm. wanted to get there that she didn't listen to them and they genuinely like pleaded with her and he was like it's gonna be fine like nothing's gonna happen but anyway after she got in obviously it was rainy and stuff so she was sneezing a little bit because it was cold out with the rain and he asked if she was feeling okay and he told her to go ahead and take a nap so she took the opportunity she trusted the car that she was in she thought he was a safe person after she woke up she actually noticed that they were traveling like the wrong way like the wrong direction on the road Mm -hmm. and she grew uneasy and um found a sharp stick that was in the vehicle and period queen and kept it with her and then at one point she had kind of like pointed at him and said like turn around and he said it was i'm just an honest man who made a mistake and he started driving in the right direction and he soon was like, hey, I have to pull over. I have to pee. Update. So I may have heard this, but I don't know. Continue. But like, yeah. I, it's, I, like I'm going to be really surprised if you don't know the story. So he ended up stepping out of the vehicle to go pee. And Mary also got out because she was like, okay, I'm going to stretch my legs, retie my shoes and stuff yeah. just in case something's wrong because she was getting real suspicious. And then he fucking hit her on the head and dragged her back into the van. Um, he sexually assaulted her multiple times throughout the night, telling her that he would kill her if she screamed. In part of the episode, she talks about like her laying there just wanting to be dead instead of dealing with what she was dealing with. Yes. Um, the next day, 
Mary begged for him to let her go, and he suddenly said, you want to be free? I'll set you free. He then grabbed a hatchet and cut off both of her I arms. I do know this one. I've told below people the elbow. about this story. I think it's because I'm terrible at remembering names. Yeah. Um, and stated, okay, now you're free. And in part of her story on I Survive, she says, he took my left arm and one swing, I started to fall. And then he took another swing and I grabbed his arm really tight and I, and I couldn't figure out while holding him, I was still falling. So she also recalls him yelling and screaming at her like, you fucking bitch, and trying to smack her arm off of him Jeez. because it was so stuck from her squeezing him. Mm. He couldn't get her fucking cut off arm off of his body. So she's fucking obviously like, in shock and he's flinging her her own arm at herself and then he pushes her down a cliff and she landed 30 feet below in a concrete culvert off of interstate five so she's down there obviously she wasn't dead but she was naked in severe fucking pain yes and she fought the urge to fall asleep and given to death she's she lucky cut- she didn't bleed out so she she woke up she's very mm-hmm. like i said like this is such a fucking crazy story she covered what was left of her arms in mud packing it all down to effectively stop the bleeding so she kind of made like i don't even know how to describe it like cups on her cut off fucking arms out yes. of the mud down on the embankment that was mixed with like rainwater and her blood it hurts. she then climbed back up the 30 foot cliff and began walking down a rural world wow walking down a rural road holding her arms upright so she would not bleed out. And the whole time she said, I like, in her head, no matter how much she wanted to give up, she was like, I cannot let him do this to anybody else. I cannot let him get away with this. And that was her driving factor to get the fuck up that embankment because she fell a lot and she kept going. It took her, like, all fucking day. Mm. And, of course, the first car that drove past her carried two men that sped off once she came into view because obviously fucking terrifying and she doesn't blame them because she's like, oh, yeah, I would be also be like, to... bitch, I got to go. Like, like how what do the you fuck? stop for? Yeah, because you don't know if that's like a ploy, someone who's just fucking with you to like rob you or something. Yeah, well, no. that's also a nowadays See, mindset. But I guess back then it could have happened too. my head would have been like, um, I don't have time for ghosts today. I'm going to. But obviously they sped off and she doesn't blame them but the next vehicle that stopped was a couple that was actually on their on the way to their honeymoon and they picked her up and they told her everything would be okay and they drove her to the hospital so when she was finally safe from him it was kind of just the beginning of the nightmare of what happened to her and she started to tell them what happened she told them that singleton pushed her down and left her to die in that concrete pipe but against all odds obviously she managed to survive and they don't know how the fuck she made it other than her packing the wounds like they don't know how she didn't bleed out before then Mm -hmm. they ended up getting her prosthetic arms um after her attack so that way she had that she sat in the courtroom with her prosthetic arms six months after the attack and told them her story she told them like all of her hours of being captive by him and Lawrence Singleton was found guilty of attempted murder, rape, and other sexual crimes. However, due to the very lenient sentencing for sexual crimes back then, he was only sentenced to 14 years in prison, which was the maximum sentence allowed at the time. Just over eight years later, um, he was released back on the streets for quote-unquote good behavior. And shortly after that, actually, um, as a direct result, the Singleton Bill was drafted, which stops the early release of perpetrators who commit a crime involving torture. Um, and she was a strong supporter of this bill, obviously. And now the maximum like sentence is 25 years. See, I feel like if you attempt to first-degree murder somebody, I feel like you should be able to be charged with that. Oh, for as sure. As far as he was concerned in his head, she, she was, was dead. dead. He he thought she was going to die down there. Yeah, so like just because she didn't die doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you that he doesn't premeditate the fuck yeah. out of killing her. I I've never understood like attempted murder. 
Yeah, like mm. I don't. If you mm. try it, unless it's like in a self-defense situation, then yeah. I get it. But, but like, even then, like other than that, I don't like, understand attempted murder because you full-on meant to murder someone. Yeah, if, like if you soup, if you premeditate to kill somebody, and then as far as you're concerned, they are dead. And then you meant that shit. Pop out, like yeah, you fucking yeah. You, I I, I just I don't get it either. I've never understood it. I'm sure you should be able. One to day life. we'll have a lawyer listen to this and like send us a nice email, and I'll love that. Like, but absolutely. right now. No, I don't get it. Like, I'm, I'm writing a letter to the president right now. <laughs> Today. I'm <laughs> typing it while I tell you the story. Um, but anywho, um, while living in Sulphur Springs, Florida, Singleton actually murdered another woman, a 31-year-old mother of three named it. Roxanne Hayes in 1997. So was there any other victims other than Not that they know of. Two? Okay. He was arrested at the scene covered in blood after a neighbor called to report the assault. So that poor woman her. screamed and was brutally murdered. Um, and that's why the neighbors called. He lived in, like, kind of a bad area. Not that there's anything wrong with trailer parks, but, like, that sketchy trailer park yeah. on the edge of town kind of thing. So my thing is, like, he didn't just decide one day out of nowhere to start doing this stuff. That It's behavior that escalates, and he was empowered enough to do it to Mary, and then after the fact, still do this. Like Did it to Roxanne, yeah. Yeah, he probably killed other people uh, they only had the two on him though unfortunately and we'll never know if there's mm. more because you know he's gonna be like i'm not guilty but once again mary chose to fucking testify in court against him again telling her story of what happened nearly 20 years earlier to her which i think is badass as fuck that she oh, was like hell no this motherfucker sure. ain't getting out again because she he shouldn't have got out in the first I place i may be having nightmares about this yeah. man but i'm gonna make sure he goes to jail again so this time he was sentenced to death for first degree murder and unfortunately, the fucking piece of shit scumbag died of cancer while in prison in 2001. Yeah. He got the fucking easy way out, in my opinion. Should have been electrocuted. That's just how I feel. Period. Because he got free health care, and we hate that for him. But in 1998, Mary went to Washington, D.C. to testify in favor of a congressional bill called the No Second Chances for Murderers, Rapists, or Child Molesters Act. Period. That's a long-ass name, but yes, ma'am. We love that for you. Um, while I'm peering in front of the members, she shared the details of her attack and how Singleton's lenient sentence allowed him to kill Roxanne Hayes nearly 20 years after her own survival. And this is a quote from her of how she concluded her speech, which says, I have now obtained the long overdue psychological counseling to help me get over my nightmares and fears, yet sometimes I feel like that confused 15-year-old runaway trapped in the body of a 35-year-old mother of two. No one should ever go through what I went through or what the children of Roxanne... Roxanne Hayes will go through it without their mother. Mm -hmm. So, like I said in the beginning, though, she became an artist. She never did any drawings before she lost her arms, and she's an artist and everything. She has her two children. She does have a... She even stated herself, like, a problem in relationships because her nightmares are so horrific. Yeah. Um, so she is dealing with a lot of trauma, but like I said, I feel like... So, like, she can't keep relationships because of it, or... I think so, and also just the trust in it too mm. is kind of what it seems like well, yeah, from it'd her be super speaking. Fucking hard. I mean, it's not just straight up like they don't want to be with me because of what happened to me. It's more so like I think the after trauma sometimes is just too much. Yes, but I think considering what happened to her, she's fucking doing great in life, mm -hmm. especially yeah. continuously speaking out about her story and telling Make, people trying, and making changes positive out of it and yes, being an advocate for yes, the yes, yes. But that's her fucking horrific story and i'm so mad that he fucking was let go um but i do also want to quote my sources as the i survived episodes all things interesting and blurred by lines um those were like my main sources but obviously her own story and i survived was my main grab of information because it came right from the source yeah honestly like you see it happen a lot though where they let 
someone who did a violent or a sexual crime but didn't kill anybody gets let out early and then not too long after they go and kill somebody and it's like just because they had good behavior in prison because they had no other choice doesn't mean they're not going to be horrible on the streets not that that's the case for everybody but if it's a proven time and time again thing what makes you think they changed and we don't have a re like our prison isn't a rehabilitation no it's a for-profit like um organization. organization yeah it's not even like they're really rehabilitating anyone in there so their good behavior is because they're doing good at their prison task yeah, not because out. they're doing good in their treatments or anything it's it's so sad but i'm obviously i'm glad that he's dead but i wish he would have like been electrocuted or something instead mm-hmm. of dying of cancer and free health care but anywho yeah. that's just my own personal opinion but anywho colin take your story away i don't have any strong opinions on the death penalty i'm just kind of I'm in the gray area, but for, for, for people like that, I yeah. fully support it. And I want it fast and swift <laughs> when they're obviously guilty. All right. So I'm going to be covering, it's not necessarily a case. It's the story of Ricky McGee. And this t- took place in 2006. Ooh, kind of recent. Yeah, a little bit. And so I have like some feelings about this, as in I feel like this man was up to some shit before any of this happened. You mean like why. the guy from your one bonus episode story where he was like i was on a binge of xanax yeah and shit. no this is different that <laughs> motherfucker was hallucinating though <laughs> because he was on a four-day no sleep in xanax binge. just like, just not... the way that you started that was like the same vibe that you were like i don't trust him i feel like <laughs> so, i feel like this is a lie <laughs> with this guy and most of my if i think all my information is from wikipedia which is fine there are four versions of events that Led him to be stranded. So he was stranded in the Australian outback for 71 days. Holy shit. But there's four different versions of events that all came from him. And this is why I think he was up to some weird shit. Because first he told rescuers that his car had broke down. The Washington Post later claimed that he had been drugged by hitchhikers and left for dead. And at a later time, Ricky stated that he had picked up a hitchhiker between Kalkaringi and Halls Creek. And stated that at some point the hitchhiker must have drugged his drink and then stole his car. And then the fourth and final version of events was written in his 2010 autobiography where he stated that three men were sitting on the side of the road and had been out of petrol and he offered to give them a ride and after some struggle claimed that he had been stabbed with a drugged syringe and I put like question mark there. Either way, at some point he remembered feeling dizzy and confused and at some point coming to conscious. So I was like... I feel like there has to be some truth between all of those bullshit stories. But there's... It's changed every... It's gotten more dramatic dra- every time. And But it, like, drastically changed, too. The and first like, one to the second was extreme, and then the other ones were kind of, like, the same thing but different. Yeah, and then one of them, he just crashed his car, and I'm just confused. And that's why I don't... He's just not telling the truth, and I stand by that, because how do you have four very different versions of events? Yeah. Oh, well. But mm-hmm. so he claimed he had only woke up because of four dingoes that were attempting to claw Holy at him. Holy shit, not the and dingoes ain't my baby. <laughs> the dingoes. Um, I think I remember that case, but... That's a sad case. Yeah, it that is. That little baby. When he woke up, he was in a hole covered in black plastic, which had rocks thrown on top. Also, this is going to be a pretty fast case, and I apologize in advance, but it is what it is. And then for 10 days, he walked through the northeastern fringe of the Tanami Desert, often losing consciousness due to heat exhaustion. Understandable. And another thing is the people who rescued him or investigators and stuff said they don't know how the fuck he ended up as far lost as he was, which is again why I don't Think. He was just somersaulting. He was in one of the most desolate places in Australia. He was just doing somersaults. I think he was doing some weird shit. 
And yeah, I stand by that. <laughs> Anyways, he survived by eating leeches, insects, uh, snakes, uh, ants, uh, lizards, and any edible plants that he could find. The plants I fuck and with. And then I do have else. little excerpt from ABC Radio to read real quick. And it was just... And it's a direct quote from him. I ate the leeches raw, straight out of the dam. Grasshoppers, I just ate them. But the only thing I really sort of had to cook was the frogs, which I slipped onto a bit of wire and stuck the wire on top of my humpy. Let the sun dry them out a fair bit until they were a bit crispy. And then I just ate them. I was going to say, like, how is he cooking in a desolate desert? Everybody else had to hear it because it grossed me out really bad. Just a little crispy in the sun. And for those who don't know what a humpy is, it's I don't know what a humpy is uh, other than a humpy. Wikipedia says a humpy is described in the dictionary of Australian colloquialisms as an aboriginal bark hut or any rude shelter or hut. So basically his little tent. Yes. But yeah, so he would drink from dams and water holes that he came upon, including mm. some puddles of water as well. And then the dam is where he would get the leeches. And when there was no water Ugh. available. Yeah, it's I can't even Ugh, begin to fathom biting bit. into Ugh. that stuff. It's giving fear factor. But he would drink his urine that he had chilled in order to suppress the flavor. What is and he putting it in the ground, hoping it's I chilled? I don't know. Maybe wait till evening because there he it would does basically get cold sweat his ass yeah. off in the day and then get freeze his ass at night. night yeah. mm-hmm. He would create temporary shelters from the sun out of old branches. And at one point he had found an old windmill which he drugged to the top of a dam flipped it over and then dug a hole and just lived there for about 10 weeks and that's what he called his humpy at one point he developed an abscess of the tooth which uh, yeah i can't even think sorry about for all it. the fucking raw leeches yeah and due to his weak state this could have been fatal so he used a card key to uh, cut it out yeah i can't i picked like some na- it's nasty shit but why would you do this to me? You know, it had to happen. It didn't have to happen. <laughs> it did. I don't know if it's Migi or Megi, but either way, because that's his last name, Ricky was discovered 50 kilometers or 31 miles from Birindudu Station and about <laughs> 500 kilometers, 310 miles southwest of Catherine North Northern Territory. He was rescued by... Local station hands and their trainees known as Jackaroos. The station manager, Mark Clifford, described him as a walking skeleton and said that he was found in one of the most isolated places in Australia. On April 5th, 2006, he was flown to the Royal Darwin Hospital. He was described as emaciated but well hydrated. Investigators dismissed suggestions of criminal activity on Meggie's part and were unable to find any evidence of criminality or even his stolen car. He had lost... 130 pounds more than half his original body weight and then there's another little excerpt i wanted to read on i'm about to go on the desert diet right <laughs> wikipedia it just it's the aftermath part and mm-hmm. i just want to read it because i had a lot more little information about whatever um so his challenger was never recovered and it already said how much he lost i already told you guys how much he lost weight the sydney morning herald subsequently suggested that there were some doubts over elements of Maggie's account and reported that Maggie was attempting to sell his story to a commercial television station. It was also reported that the police too initially had doubts about the story because Maggie's previous minor drug convictions. Hmm. Maggie refuted allegations that his account was in any way misleading and even offered to appear on live television and eat frogs to prove he was telling the truth. All right, so like, how that's how's that gonna fucking prove that you got lost in the He's desert? He's trying to get that street cred. It's just. 
that's dumb. I'm sorry. There's no fucking way that eating frogs doesn't prove that you got lost. I just don't know why days. if you're going to do a drug deal, you're like the most desolate desert in Australia. That's where we're going to do it at. <laughs> like that just, I yeah. don't know. Um, what is it? I mean, go off, but like... Mm. ABC Radio reported that Maggie had told his story to them for free, although only after trying unsuccessfully to persuade the station to match a $15,000 offer he had received from elsewhere. The doctor who treated him and Darwin commented that it was very difficult to either deny or validate his story as he had re- responded so well to the treatment provided by dietitians, nutritionists, and physicians. And then Bush Tucker, manless Hiddens, I don't know what that even means, considered an expert on outback survival, acknowledged that Maggie's survival was not as surprising as might have been thought. It was possible, he said, to survive in the bush for up to three years and that there are some areas where it's difficult to survive and others where you can. For example, the area where Maggie was Hiddens described as dry country, which is, you know, the pretty severe country in there. Other survival experts credit Maggie's survival on his instinctively solving the basic requirements of water, food, and shelter, and adopting a survival mindset that pulled him through. And then he obviously wrote a book in 2010 and emigrated to Dubai to work in construction, but I'm just not buying what his story is. I just think he was in some way, shape, or form doing something criminally active and fucked up and ended up out there because it's just weird that he yeah had a story that changed four drastic times and then i had an offer for fifteen thousand, but i'm gonna tell you it for free yeah it's just yeah no but i i do think like even if he did he was able to survive because he did meet the requirements of like at least food and water yeah i mean like go off king i'm proud of you for surviving However, you could have told the truth. And then part of me, because on my free time slash we do this, uh, I listen to too much true crime shit. I'm like, he killed somebody and he was hiding the body and then he got lost because he was doing all that. Yeah. That's what my that's brain fair. tells me. But who knows? Who knows? Especially since we'll they were able know. to find evidence of his car. Where'd his car go? Away. Yeah. Just saying. Into the dam. Just saying. <laughs> he just drove it to the dam. I solved the case now. He's guilty of something. So Bam. We're geniuses. <laughs> I'll be hired by experts by tomorrow. We're private investigators. Thank you. Yeah. Come to us for any of your needs. It'll be a million dollars per um per second, week of investigating. <laughs> yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah. So sorry for the short one, but I feel like we actually we picked some decent cases and I'm not. I would die. If I got lost in the wilderness, I would I'm just not, kill I'm myself. I'm not eating bugs and leeches. I would and try stuff. to like snap my own neck somehow. I, I'd do like a really hard somersault on the side and hope for the best. And plus, it because he said the only thing he had to cook was the frogs. So that means this man was just biting into lizards and snakes and stuff. And it's just he's just living on the edge. You can't can't do it. I'm not made for I it. I mean, he could have like cooked the snakes a little bit, but he said the only thing he cooked was the frogs. Yeah, but he could have cooked them if he wanted to. He could have. <laughs> he could have done that. But, yeah. So, we do have a Patreon. We have three tiers. First one's a dollar. You can gain access to bonus content episodes. Well, so it's going to be one episode now because me and Jordan have been recording them together. So, it's still two. It's just a edited unit of in measurement one. of one. Yes. Um, and I realized that for this month, there's five fucking Saturdays because I didn't know the f- month was going to start on a Saturday. So... The bonus content for this month will be out not this Saturday, but the following. Or if you're, yeah, if you're listening to this on the 7th, 
it'll be out this the next Saturday. And we have a second tier, which is $5 a month. And if you sign up for that, you're just helping us. And I think we're going to start watching Bad Girls Club slash Baddies and doing review episodes on that. And I'm not sure what the timeline for that looks like. So stay tuned. And then for $15 a month, you can gain access to bonus content and what will be the $5 a month tier content when it happens. And you get to pick a case or basically an entire episode's yours. You get to pick what we cover and the cocktail. Jordan knows our Instagram because she deals with all that. <laughs> and she's Please hold. Let me get myself together. I try not to be on my phone while we record so I can give you like my full attention, even though I know I should be ready with the podcast stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, but our Instagram is c.3podcast, and our email is linked in there as well. Um, and I have the links to listen anywhere, too, so just in case you ever need that. But our Instagram is there. Please like it. Yeah. Please do all the things. And the best way to help us grow is to tell other people about it, get them to listen, share a post, or share an episode. Yeah. I don't really think I have much else to say at the moment. What about you, Jordan? Fuck bitches. Get money. It's don't hot out here. reptiles or leeches. You can cook them if you really wanted to, if you're trained in the desert with the sun. Just the sun out there. You got you got nothing. You can put it on a stick or bring, just lay it in the bring sand. Bring a roll of aluminum foil with you just in case. Leave it out in the sun with the lizard on <laughs> it. Keep it in your it. backpack. Always have a hiking backpack <laughs> on your back when you're driving in case you get drugged by hitchhikers yeah and make sure it's like stapled into your skin so they can't take it off yeah can't take your backpack but yeah yeah that's a murder period bye bye